back to Divorce Healthy, and I have my great friend, Dorsey. Now, we haven't known each other all that long, but I do have to tell you that I feel like our lives are so, we've just been walking like a very similar path. And so I'm so pumped to have Dorsey here with us today so she can share with you all kinds of things that she has that are so helpful for anyone who's going through divorce and trying to figure out how to do that in a healthy way, or anyone whose parents have had a divorce and they're trying to figure out how to be healthy outside of their parents' divorce. And so welcome, Dorsey. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here with you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Yay. So Dorsey was yes. a Russell. <laughs> and so we shared a Russell name yeah. at one point in time. And so, and I think she has a lot of ties to North Carolina. She's not in North Carolina now, but we have just so much in common. But one of the things that's the biggest thing that we have in common is our mission to try to help what has happened to divorce families. So Dorsey, tell me about how much work you've done in this sphere, which is a lot longer time than I've been in it. And tell me, tell me, tell us, tell us. Okay. Well, I've been in this space since 2006, but fully on um, 2010, I started my company and uh, Conscious Co-Parenting Institute. And I really focus on meeting the divorcing parents' needs wherever they are in the process. So sometimes in the beginning, they're starting out and they're wanting to mediate. So I have a partnership with a company out of the Netherlands called The Divorce Hotel. Mm -hmm. And we train mediators across the U.S. and Canada. And we hopefully get to meet with the divorcing parent in the beginning and help them create a conscious co-parenting plan and a conscious uncoupling we have custody coaching where we meet the divorcing parent when they're already in the litigation process and we help them organize their cases, work with their lawyers to really present a case of if they're dealing with pathogenic parenting, which a lot of people know as alienation and how it impacts the children and what to do about it. And then we also facilitate for families that are really experiencing an emotional cutoff with a parent and a child or a parent and children. We get court ordered to facilitate a reunification workshop called High Road. So I've been in this space a long time. Yes. Went through my own divorce. Haven't we all? Yes, haven't we all? And yeah, so exactly. I don't think anybody really gets into this space because they're like, wow, this seems like a fun, sexy time for me. I think they get in this space. <laughs> Because they've been divorced, right? Or their parents got divorced. So exactly. Yeah. Just been touched by, we all know that the system's just broken. It just yes. is. It's a broken system. We're all trying to fix it. Now, one of the things that I love about your work is that you're not about talking about it. You're about doing something about it. Exactly. So there's some brokenness. There are issues. There's been parental alienation or your form of what you guys call that. And then now what? Now what are we doing about it? Because just talking about it's not getting anybody anywhere. And so I think that's probably my favorite part about your message <laughs> and about what you're providing is it's the, and then. So tell me about that aspect of it. Yeah. So that's pretty much the, the way we focus or I focus and my coaches, we focus on how you got here is important, right? So a lot of people, however they got to where they are in their divorce, it's important to understand that just from a framework perspective. But what's more important is where do you want to go and how are you going to get there? And we look at everything from a mindset of solution and really moving the entire family system forward. So when parents are married, it's the marriage that holds the family together. And when parents get divorced, it's the children that bond the family together. And most parents 
when they go through divorce, they toss out all of their parenting skills and they bear down <laughs> on their kids. They forget, right? How to parent. Yes. And so they struggle, they spin and struggle. And parents who can manage their emotions or learn to manage their emotions quickly will pull themselves out of that. And some parents are just not able to pull themselves out of what I call the spin zone. And so a lot of our work focuses on helping parents learn the skills that they need to learn in order to move their family forward, in order to move their life forward, and how to be in relationship with their co-parent despite the pathology of either parent. And sometimes this, both parents have some type of pathology. And then we go deeper and really teach the children because we understand that the children are the glue. And if one parent is really bearing down on the children and the other parent is sort of like trying to figure out how to be in relationship with them, the child is caught or the children are caught. Mm -hmm. in the middle. And so we work with whoever comes through our door. So if it's the parent that we're coaching, we teach the parent the skills so that they can teach the child the skills. And a lot of times alienation can be prevented by teaching what is called the targeted parent. Most people believe or use that terminology target. I use the terminology chosen because I believe that the parent is that is the target of the pathology, if you will, or the emotional cutoff is the parent that is the one who's conscious enough to learn the skills and do the work to lead their entire family system out of the family dynamic. So I really see our role as solving things for people and teaching them the skills to solve it for themselves. So a lot of people say, you saved my life or you saved my family. And I just remind people all the time, no, I taught you how to do it. You saved your own family because in the end, the children don't care about me or they don't care about you. They care about the parents and they really, they love their parents, right? So it's so much of a part of who we are. And for so long, people have kind of forgotten that out of this divorce era. And now more than ever, we're back in that zone of, yes, your childhood meant a lot. Yes, you learned a lot about how you were going to behave for the rest of your life during your childhood. Yes, nobody wants to really admit that. And None of the parents want to take responsibility for all the problems that you have because they're really upset about the fact that that really does lay on their shoulders. But guess what? Your kids are going to blame you and it's just how this works, you know? But really and truly, we now know that has affected you. And so I think one of the things that, that I want to hallmark, because I teach my clients a lot of the same things, but I love your methodology and the program that you have. Even our firm is even looking into how to incorporate your methodology into helping with our clients as well. So we absolutely love your process. But I think that the most interesting part of this is that as humans, we all have the ability to do it. Totally. It's just that critter state. You call it the spin <laughs> critter state. It's when we get in that mindset of how we thought if we were reptiles, you know, if we didn't actually have our prefrontal cortex and we're able to do that, and when we get anxious or have fear, and then we start to just forget how to think like humans and problem solve and figure out how to get out of the box. It's just divorce is very similar. You know, those like secret where you go and like everybody's trying to figure out how to get yourself out the escape rooms. Yes, <laughs> that's totally true. It is totally similar. So similar. Like what escape room are you in? And let's like brainstorm about how to get you out of it. But you've got to get in that zone where you're thinking like that and you're not just thinking like you can't move. And so I think that your program is a huge piece of that. Yeah, thank you. It's funny because we just launched a class and we're actually in the middle of a new class called Healing from Healing the Emotional Trauma from a Breakup, Betrayal, or Divorce. And one of the things I teach in that class is that anytime you experience some type of a betrayal, 
a breakup or divorce, which is a big one, it triggers all of those betrayals, breakups that we've had in our life. Mm -hmm. So it could be the kindergarten boyfriend or the middle school or your first love or whatever it is when something happens like divorce, we're triggered into all of our little micro traumas or all of our breakups. They compound. And so a divorce really brings in this insurmountable feeling of death, like yes. I'm dying. This whole thing is awful. I can't think. But even worse, because it doesn't end. Yes. It's everlasting. It's like for the next, how old are your children? Plus add 20 years to yes, that. You exactly. know what I'm saying? It's like, you're not going to get out of it. You know, you're not going to get out of it. And so then there's, it's like we remove the light at the end of the, the tunnel, light. the light. <laughs> But if there is still the light, walk towards the light, like there's a light, you know, just because it's not, it feels never ending. I think that we're able to show that there is a light and the light is really your own awareness. Exactly. I always tell people there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. You're actually in a tunnel. You just think you're in a cave. So if you just turn a little bit, then all of a sudden you realize you've been facing the wall <laughs> and there's actually a light and you're in a tunnel and you know, turn just a little change your perspective yes. and, you know, perspective, perspective is everything. Perspective is everything. And yeah. And everybody has one like opinions yes. and other things. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So changing gears, cause I want to hit on everything that you offer to the people that we service. So divorce hotel. Okay. okay. I told Dorsey a long time ago, I, when I heard of divorce hotel, I thought, oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to get a chapter of that <laughs> just because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, if it could be a uh, you check in, you get a massage, you get a massage, we come, we have some chats, we have dinner, like we all understand what's happening here. But in the reality is in your house, you all know what the deal is. Even if nobody's talking about it, it's still, you know what's going on. So yeah. So tell me about, obviously we get the concept of why this is a great idea, but tell me, tell us why this is a great idea and how you got involved in this. Okay. So I love the divorce hotel concept. So I've always done all of my mediations in a weekend, right? Or in a short period of time, all at one time. I, I prefer to mediate that way and to take the parents or the divorcing couple off, you know, offline, if you will, from family and friends and all the people that influence. And I love the concept of the divorce hotel. Just like you said, it's like, wow, it's brilliant. But today's divorcing couples, a lot of the millennials are starting to divorce and a lot of the empty nesters are divorcing. And they want to have an experience and they want to get it done. And they're not really interested in a lot of conflict and stuff. They really do want to have a conscious uncoupling, if you will. And, and so the concept of the divorce hotel has been around over a decade and it's been successful in the Netherlands. It's also been successful in the U.S. There was one hotel in upstate New York and the mediator there is a mediator, right? So she's very good at what she does. And but Jim, who started the company, really wanted to expand the brand throughout the U.S., throughout the world. And so it just was a good fit with what we do because we actually already have a training platform. We train other coaches or other people to do our methodologies in co-parenting. And so it was really just a nice plug for us because it was really that little bit of a missing piece where I needed to leverage myself, right, because I was doing the mediations to training mediators how to do a divorce in a weekend. And so the divorce hotel is, you know, they check in, married, they have their last supper, sometimes <laughs> the last raw, and, um, you know, they mediate their divorce. And 
And some people, yes, you know, because we all know, like, let's just be honest. Happens. Some people are listening to this, like, no way. And I'm like, yes, yeah, but way. sometimes it happens. <laughs> yeah. Like, they, yes, they for really, sure. Yeah. So, and then they check out divorced and, and in states like California requires the lawyer. So I'm not a lawyer. So I'm a non-lawyer mediator and California requires lawyers to drop the paperwork. So we work with collaborative lawyers who come in, yeah. do the paperwork and, you know, we have our champagne toast Yay. and they check out divorce and they record it at the courthouse on Monday. So it's a really nice, clean concept. The mediators that we work with in the process is we do all the intake stuff. We really work in collaboration and partnership. It's a licensing program for mediators that are already doing divorce mediation. So we teach them the concept. How do you do it? We partner with them on helping them find like the right hotel in their local market, what that's supposed to be like and feel like for the clients. And then we really vet the clients because not everybody is going to be well-suited for a divorce hotel, right? So seems like it, but not really, you know? So so tell me your pitch on collaborative. So you use collaborative attorneys. So give us a little bit of a highlight real quick. And just what is the Dorsey opinion on collaborative attorneys? It's kind of an oxymoron, but I like collaborative lawyers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, because lawyering, you think about it, it's like really adversarial. But one of the things I love about collaborative lawyers is they really are much more conscious and evolved and they understand that, you know, divorce shouldn't be this conflict. It's just a transition in life. And so I love working with collaborative lawyers because one, they're collaborative, right? And they're, they're not looking to like, how much money do you have? Okay. How long is this client going to be my client? Right. Exactly. They look at it and say, okay, this is what it should cost to divorce. Let's all work together in the greater good of the family or the couple versus lining their own pocket. And they really give clients advice, not just selfishly, but really for the whole, like the greater good of the whole. So I really appreciate that, you know, and really strong, good collaborative lawyers, they understand that. And when they work with us, they understand that, you know, they're going to have a couple hours worth of work on Sunday, let's say, and, or they're on call on the weekend. So they're like, they know if we have a legal question in mediation, they're not going to be picking a side, right? It's literally just discussing the law, which I think is really what lawyers should be doing anyways. And especially in fact, I mean, I feel like family law is an oxymoron. Yes. Oh, yes. Very much so. I think we're in total agreement that just family, I don't think that the family system should have ever really gotten involved with the legal system and the way that it has. Right. And I think that 100%, I think collaborative attorneys carry the reputation of what we started as, which were public servants. Did everyone know that attorneys were public servants to begin? Wow. That's Isn't impressive. it amazing? amazing. Like, you would not know that today, but normally, but that is, that means a lot to me. There are some attorneys that being a public servant, being able to do for our, my country and for people who do not understand the law and are, have been served some sort of injustice, we really like feel that. Right. And I think that collaborative attorneys have that element of the original public servant piece. So I'm so glad that you're able to give your highlight of collaborative attorneys and the fact that they do work. High five. Yes. High five. <laughs> so one last thing that I want to touch on, because some people who are listening to the show are in a litigation case and they may be thinking about, you know, they may not have our services or are able to get them out of litigation. And so they end up in litigation because of the other party or just, 
you know, they had their awakening moment about collaborative and divorce and the mediation too late. Unfortunately, they just didn't know because it's not very, you know, this information is not all that readily accessible. And so those people may need to advise their attorneys about a service that you guys can offer in litigation to assist with litigation, to try to shed some light, have some rational thought conversation, be an independent person who has an opinion that's not a part of the chaos of that system of controversy with that family. Tell me about if someone's listening and they're like, I want to contact my attorney and say, can you think about utilizing this in my divorce? Tell me about what it is that you can do there. So we offer a service called Custody Resolution Method, and it's really wrapping a whole family problem with a whole family solution. And what we do with lawyers there when the families are in litigation, and like you said, sometimes you can't avoid litigation. Some families Mm -hmm. are already in litigation and you know, litigation is caused by personality disordered parents and personality disordered lawyers, right? And so Mm -hmm. it creates chaos and conflict. And so it's true. And, and we always seem to attract that kind of lawyer, like how our personality is frequently. So self-awareness point, I want to highlight that. So just for a minute, zoom out. If you're listening to this and identify, did you find your attorney because you were really pissed? Yeah. Or did you find your attorney because they seemed like a five-star attorney and, you know, did very well at Harvard or, you know, you probably chose them because of your emotional state at the moment. If your emotional state has changed or you've gained a level of perspective or awareness, please feel free to revisit any decisions that you have made until that point. 100%. 100%. I love telling people, you know, your mind can be changed at any time. At so, any moment. At any moment. And you don't have to stay with a lawyer that's no longer serving you or meeting your Correct. needs. Like I think people get afraid to leave the lawyer. So one of the things we do in the custody resolution method is we look at a sampling of data. So the way the family, the parents or the couples communicate with each other. If there's an emotional cutoff with a child and what's the targeted parent, you know, how is the child communicating? Is there a triggered event? We look at the legal documents and we look at the mental health reports, that there are false allegations of abuse or allegations of abuse. We look at all of the data and we have what are called psych taggers. So people that tag based on the patterns of behavior in this family dynamic. And so who's causing what, right? Who's doing what's, what's happening in the family? And then what do you need to do about it? So we don't just tag the data and say, well, here's what's happening. We tag the data and say, you know, there's some pervasive patterns of psychological abuse or whatever it is. And here's what you do about it. And then we write what I call the narrative. So we give the lawyer the evidence in chronological order, we can sort it based on um, the pathology in the child, which is the most important thing because we don't, chase the every elusive pathogenic parent down the rabbit hole, we look at what's happening to the children, what's being imprinted onto the child, and what do we do to solve it? Because exactly. we should never be okay with a child eliminating a parent, and we should never be okay with a child developing psychopathology from the parenting practices of one and sometimes both of the parents. And sometimes we tag timelines and the parent that hires us is pathogenic. And we, those are always difficult conversations to have because we have to help them also see what's going on, the errors of their own way. And we have a coach that's assigned to those clients too. So somebody on that's trained by me works with the client on really stabilizing, understanding their own emotional dysfunction and how to move their family forward too. So it's kind of wrap ourselves around them so that they, they're really stable for you, the lawyer. Yes. 
you know, that narrative and your perspective for an attorney, I mean, you may have hired an attorney who has hundreds of clients. And so you're going to come in and look at that narrative and really be able to say that narrative in a way that is very persuasive. So this is not for any of my clients for my firm, but if you happen to have hired an attorney and you feel like you want to try to help your case or you want to like invest into your case, lean into your case and try to take some ownership and bring your own outside resources to try to help yourself. I just want everyone to know that this is something that's available and you can go to your attorney and say, Hey, can you check into this? Do you think that this would be something that would be helpful for my case? I just think that that's something that people may not know that they can utilize with your services all that much. And I think that Mm -hmm. that is something that would be important because we have so many clients that come up especially with like national parents organization and people who are following this mission and they're trying to find ways to help themselves get out of the court system. Right. Right. And so in utilizing different experts, it may be that, you know, your judge needs fresh ears. Your, your attorney needs to have a new voice. You need to say things in a different way. Your narrative needs to change, you know, and I just want people to know that Think about multiple ways that you can change that narrative, both with yourself, who's advocating for you, who you have on your team. You know, obviously the goal is that you get into collaborative remediation or find some sort of alternative dispute resolution. I hope that you're able to do that to all the listeners, you know, but if not, I always want them to know these alternative resolutions. So let me say something. I want to say two things about that. One, the client can hire us and sometimes lawyers will say no because they feel fearful like we're going to affect their bottom line or that we don't know what we're doing or it's not going to work. It's never been done in their area before, so they don't want to use it. And I always caution clients that if your lawyer is not open to be collaborative with somebody else and to really put your best foot forward, then it- Or to at least look into it. At least look into it. It might not be the right lawyer for you, one. And the other thing I want to say is- about the new narrative and the voice, these are your children, right? And so the children want to see the parent on the front line. They don't want to see the lawyer or me or anything like that. They want to know that their parent, even if you're being rejected, they secretly want you to fight for them. They secretly, because they can't voice it, want you to figure out everything that needs to be done to protect their family and to make sure that they can be in relationship with both parents. And they want the abuse to stop They just don't know how to authentically bring their authentic voice forward. So it's important to know that if you're experiencing this, that it's your responsibility to put your case together for your lawyer. So your lawyer's job is to wrap the law around your family situation. And a lot of people think, well, I hired the lawyer and I'm waiting for my lawyer to tell me what to do and all of these things. But no, if you're waiting for your lawyer to tell you what to do, you need to be thinking again. Yeah. But they often think, well, my lawyer told me this and I was waiting for my lawyer. They met me on the courthouse steps. Other thing about this custody resolution method is oftentimes once your case is data tagged and organized, a lot of times you can settle these really complex, high conflict cases in mediation because the other side sees what's actually happening. Correct. And they're like, oh crap, I might lose custody. And they don't want to do that. And sometimes it actually inspires the other parent to do the right thing. There's always a settlement there. There's always, there is. it's laying, it's hidden. It's in the little crevices of all the conversations that you're having there are massive boulders that are like the big things that you're focusing on and the settlements like right under there. 
You know, it's so hard to see it. But if you've hired people who are crafted at doing that, or once you pull away all the stuff, which is what your narrative is helping to do, and all the emotion and just all the all the drama, and you just take it down and boil it down, you can start to see different things that you can do to get yourself out of the hole that you're in. And so it's, again, this is an equation. So I know for those of you who are listening, you may be thinking, this is the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. This is not an equation, woman. You've lost your mind. Okay, I've been there too from all aspects of it. So I promise I know what you're feeling. <laughs> and it is an equation. That's what I can tell you. After all the research and all the clients and all my personal experience and all the years, it's what it is. And if you can zoom out enough, you can get through the divorce process. That's what divorce is. Now, it is also an emotional thing that you need to do. You need to stare in the mirror. You need to look at yourself. You got to go through your own awareness process. But you've got to separate those two things, like your divorce and who you're rebuilding yourself into are two separate processes. Now, they need to understand each other and know that these goals are still going towards the same thing, but they need to be broken apart and understood. And that's how you start to have those rational thought processes. So I really appreciate all the stuff that you guys are doing. And I love Divorce Hotel. So if you're thinking about Thank you. getting this done in a weekend, you need to be calling Dorsey so that she can help you. Or if you're in a space and you would like to have a Divorce Hotel branch, right, then you should call you as well. And so I think that it's just so, it just hallmarks, I think, the level of change that's coming in the divorce arena, you know? it's changing. It's already changed. It's here. COVID, I think even more highlights that, which we're going to be getting into with my next guest, just how inaccessible court is right now. It's true. I've been mediating on Zoom for several years now and everybody's like, oh, let me, I'm like, oh, I've been doing that a while. I'm like, woo, it's new. It's like, is it? (laughs) Yes. I know it's crazy, but you know, I, and we've been doing Zoom collaborative conferences. I mean, if you're where the solutions are trying to be found, yeah. they're incorporating the information to try to get to the solutions. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's so great to have you. So thank you so much for having me. It was super fun. <laughs> yay! I'm really pumped. And so we're gonna, if you are looking for Dorsey, please tell us, Dorsey, all the ways that listeners can find you. Okay. You can email us at clientscare at coparentinginstitute.com. You can go to our website at consciouscoparentinginstitute.com. And if you click on programs, we have most of our programs there. Our our website is getting a um, facelift. So they're doing each program page. Or you can also call us. We have an 800 number. It's 888-379-7279. And if you give us a call, and let us know where you're at. We'll ask you questions and we'll figure out the right path for you and if we're a good fit or not. And if not, we we do make recommendations sometimes, but we're very, we're very cautious about who we recommend people to. But yeah, so that's how you get a hold of us. Yay. Well, thank you guys for being here with me on Divorce Healthy. And thank you so much, Dorsey. Thank you. We'll be back with you next time and next month on our season that we have here. So make sure that you stay tuned for the next one. And we're always going to bring you the most up-to-date information and keep you informed so that you can make those informed decisions and be aware while you're going through this process so that you can get through it in a healthy way. And if you're a child of divorce and your parents are getting through that divorce so that you can understand what you're dealing with and maybe even help them out too. So we're here for you and we'll be back next time. Thanks everyone. Divorce doesn't just affect the parents and children involved. 
From coworkers and employees to friends, neighbors, and spouses, the toxic fallout of divorce and years of mismanaged conflict can touch us all, all over North Carolina and America, changing the way we approach the world. Ashley Nicole Russell believes in a better way forward. Drawing on her personal and professional experience, Ashley Nicole is changing the conversation around divorce and conflict resolution as a whole. Providing thoughtful insight into this culture of conflict and the statistical effect on children and adults while offering collaborative strategies at home and in the workplace. It's time to find a better way forward, both individually and as a community of people across America, here on Divorce Healthy. 